On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. You're tuning in to a podcast that is intended to be an ongoing conversation about the history of rock and roll. And for me, Ray Kube, also known as The Doc, and my partner in crime here, Marcus in the Darkest, our conversation's been going on for a long time about this kind of stuff. And and we actually thought after uh, conversations over beers and at station events for stations that we both worked at or seeing each other at concerts, we finally got the idea that we should sit down and do this. And what do we know most about probably in our our brains in rock and roll? Music. Without a doubt. And the family tree is so huge in rock and roll. The branches are big. There are so many of them. And there's just so much conversation to be had. I mean, the conversations that you and I have had back and forth have been a blast. We've learned a lot. And that's what it's about. And part of that is because we share our experiences, things that we've experienced along our blazing trails of rock and roll. And that's part of what this is going to be about, too. You mentioned the the family tree. Well, there's so many of them. We started talking about that at a bar one day, I think. And we just started talking about the family trees. I had notes going all over the place. And I was nowhere near full. I didn't know. So we want to explore stuff. And here's the thing. Rock and roll is just like real human history. Rock and roll is, you know, it's it, it, it veers left when you think it's going to go right. It, it, it had things that weren't expected and things when it looked like it was at death's door. Something happened. And that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about. As we have memories. We have old tapes and photos and recordings of interviews and shows that we've done. But I want to talk about it. And I want to learn about it with people because the people who tune to podcasts, I found, are people who know something about what the subject is. There are people who are interested in it. So we're going to learn from you, too. You want me to tell them how to do that? Absolutely. We have to share our social media information because this conversation won't be successful without the help of other people who are as passionate about rock and roll as you and I are. Well, we've got two ways to start. We figured out an email address would be the easiest, so it's real easy. It is the imbalanced history of rock and roll, so it's imbalancedhistory at gmail. And then on Facebook, it's just the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. Just search that and find us. Uh, you'll find links around. And if you like what you're hearing here on the podcast, be sure to tell friends because that's what social media is really all about. Yep. And Twitter, eventually, we will be on as well. I think we're going to get there, but, you know. We're heading there. Well, We're definitely heading there. I don't know there. about you. This is a side conversation that has nothing to do with rock and roll. I just think Twitter right now is uh, kind of like off its axis. Oh, it's totally a surreal world right now. Oh, my but, God. But if we can funnel some good fat rock and roll in there, maybe. Maybe we're doing the world a favor. Truer words were never spoken. Well, listen, this is who we are. Marcus and I met, I guess um, I had returned to Philly Radio in 01, and I was working at MMR, uh, the, for those who don't know, yeah. the rock station in Philly, 50 yeah. years strong plus now. Yep. And and then I went to work at the sister sta- our sister station, WMGK, the classic rock yeah. station. And then along comes this guy from Colorado, and I'm driving home at night, so I flip around on the radio. And I spent so many nights driving home listening to you when you first got to town. Yeah. And that was your first shifts that you were doing. 
it was so hard pronouncing all these crazy names and learning okay. like right. Bala Kenwood and Maneyunk. Yeah, Maneyunk and and the, the, the Shuilkill. Nobody knows it is like yeah. Maneyunk. Yep. You know, but until they get here uh, and people tell them how to say the yeah. proper way to say Schoolkill. Yeah. Which is Schuylkill. Yeah. And that's Philadelphia. It's, that's where yeah. we live. Water. That's where we met. And Schuylkill. It's full of water. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I had to strip all that out, but oh. uh, my uh, way I speak, I guess, being a kid from Longcrest, and I started right here in Philadelphia, and then you you moved here. And what was that? When was that? 2002. I was actually in between radio jobs. I had opened up a bunch of PF Changs, and Marlton needed a manager. So did I you paid. get Cha-Ching from Cha-Ching? I did get Cha-Ching <laughs> from Cha-Ching, and it was nice. My second day on the floor as a manager, George Stone, the Warner Brothers rep, came into P.F. Chang's with a stack of CDs. And Stoney! So I That's walked the up. first shout out of this podcast. Yes. George Stone, we love you. Yes, we do love you very much. And so I got caught up on all my work that I needed to do. I stopped by his table. was like, hey, how you doing? My name's Marcus. I'm one of the managers. He said his name was George. And I said, what label do you work for? He said, how do you know I work for a label? I said, you brought a stack of CDs in. And he said, <laughs> Warner Brothers. So my response to him was, do you know any of the reps out West? Because working in Denver for so long, I knew the Warner Brothers rep who was Jason Minkler. Great guy. Great guy. How long were you in Denver? Right? 10 years. 10 years in Denver. 10 years. And uh, what made you pack up the U-Haul and come to Philadelphia? Couldn't find a job in Denver. I was at the point where I had to leave Denver to continue in radio. The old uh, Bob Seger song, Get yeah. Out of Denver, baby. Get Out of Denver, baby. <laughs> Did you play that on the CD player on your way out of town? No, but I should have. <laughs> I do have it, too. That's so. the kind of geeks we are. We do stuff like that. <laughs> yes, folks. we do. Music geeks do that. But yeah, so we talked, and he ended up passing my air check around to all the radio stations in his territory. Six months later, MMR called me, and huh. that's how it happened. Well, double thanks there, yes. George, because you not, only, you not only helped Marcus, and help, he's helped, George always helped so many people oh, yeah. when he was working for Warners, but you not only helped Marcus to land there, because that we met, yeah. and you helped to birth this podcast, the uh, Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. I think some people might know a little bit about my history. I mentioned I was born in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. grew up in Longcrest, moved out to the Burbs yeah. in the 60s, and uh, was one of those uh, dazed and confused 70s teenagers living out there, uh, went to William Tennant High School, which was definitely like, without the paddling, was definitely like the movie Dazed and Confused. Really? And and when I was there, we had a really cool media program. I was able to get involved in it uh, first on with television, believe it or not, because I have a face for radio. And then we started our own radio station, which turned into a low-power FM, I guess you would call it now. Really? And it's still out there. At, at the high school? It started out of the high school. We had the, some of the coolest teachers and advisors for that kind of stuff. And there's a whole bunch of people that came out of that. So I got into that. And then, of course, everyone goes to college and they get into college radio. I uh, matriculated in several places and then uh, applied to be an intern on John DeBella's show on the Morning Zoo on WMMR. And that was the beginning of 12 years for me working at MMR, part-time, full-time, then part-time, on the air and not. And uh, we did we did some great things in that era of MMR, which was, I guess, like uh, in around the 20th anniversary yeah. range we had the 20th party was pretty yeah. damn good too i bet it was now um, were you there were you at mmr when live aid happened or was yes. that okay yeah i was one of those guys i got a pass when i got there uh, we had great access uh, so did ysp they actually had the official coverage that day and uh, that's bizarre but it wasn't until halfway through the morning when i was totally wiped out from the heat i figured at 11 a.m there's ozzy jumping around in that heat and that full-length robe i'm wiped out and then i go to the front one of my security buddies says well come on in like backstage because that 
bypass gets you everywhere but the dressing rooms. So, you know, and, and, and I was I was there that day. It was an incredible day. That's something we could talk about. I think we yeah. should talk about just about Live Aid. And you know who I want to have on. I want to have Pierre on. If oh, we have to because of the things he did. But uh, I was there through the 80s. And then I went to work at Friday Morning Quarterback when trade magazines were in print every week. We hadn't gotten to uh, the internet or computerized charts or any of the ways that they measure airplay now. And uh, calling in reports and talking to stations mm. and writing about rock and roll. I did that for about seven years while still doing air work on MMR, including my rocker show, which a lot of people grew up with. A lot of people in their 40s were uh, teenagers when that thing was started in 88. And through that, I had some unbelievable experiences. When you put that show together with working in the metal department at FMQB, it opened up so many things that we'll talk about during the podcast for me. After that, I spent five years as a VP of promotion at CMC and then Sanctuary Records, working with the classics in both rock and in metal. Wow. And uh, I'll talk about that a little bit as we go through the podcast. And then it brought me back to radio, and we probably will talk about 9-11 and the music mm-hmm. around 9-11 at some point. 9-11, I was in New York in the subway when everything went down, and... Um, Brought me back around to Philadelphia and uh, eventually to the airways full time. And uh, and, and that's kind of where I've been ever since until now. So we're adding this. We're both adding podcaster to our resume. Yes, we are. I started doing radio in high school. We had a high school radio station. We had that in common. We had 4,000 people in our high school, so we had a radio station. And so I started doing it in high school. I did it a little bit in college, but I got a degree in advertising journalism and wrote ad copyright out of college. Cool. It was money, but it was... At that time, it was still advertising was very stiff, and you weren't allowed to be as outrageous as you are now. And I was putting, my portfolio was very outrageous, so I kind of got brushed aside. And a friend of mine was like, I like your voice. Do you want to be on the radio? And I was like, yeah, I used to do it in college. (laughs) And the next week, I was doing overnights at Magic 100, a Michael Bolton, Amy Grant station. Wow. My commercial start was on AM Country Stereo. What? That's right, WAMS Wilmington. Whoa. And uh, my buddy Mike hired me on there, and uh, he has had a long career in uh, radio in our area, Mike Rossi. Mm-hmm. Um, but he put me on country radio, and I remember at our first staff meeting, he says, this is Ray, he's the new weekender, make sure you get to know him, he won't be here long. And mm-hmm. six months later, I started working at ZZO in Allentown. He just oh. knew that I was a rock dog, and I needed that first place on the ladder. And Mike, always thank Mike Rossi for, uh, That's awesome. for, for giving me that shot. But these are the places we came from. Yeah. And along the way, we've had some pretty crazy, um, some pretty crazy experiences and, and things that we've been a part of but I think that there's more to every story and that's why we want you guys those people who are tuning into our podcast whoever you found us thank yep. you and uh, we want you to add to the story by emailing us and of course if you see stuff on or you hear about stuff what you want to post about on our Facebook page it's imbalance history at gmail.com and imbalance history of rock mm-hmm. and roll on Facebook listen we've all all that we've done and all that we've read about and all the time we've spent absorbing rock and roll information through our life we don't know everything oh right? not even close so, you know make sure ah. that you, set, you post up to us okay yeah please share your knowledge with us because this is what it's about it's a conversation to keep rock and roll alive and there's so many topics where we can go not only with artists like the beatles or the british invasion or motown or the blues or you know the the alternative of the 80s the punk rock in the 70s the post-punk then you have the second wave of sky i mean you have so many areas we can talk 
talk about. That's right. As, and, and let us know what you want to hear about. Absolutely. I mean, we have rock and roll landmarks that we can talk about. That's right. So there's so yes. many great festivals. You know, we have festivals that we, we were talking about Live Aid, things mm-hmm. like that that we've been at, but stuff that there's either we were too young or couldn't get to and things like that. Maybe some of you have mm-hmm. been yep. and, uh, and want to uh, participate yep. and get, tell us about your story in festivals, things like that. One of the ideas, I like this idea from you, how Metallica's Kill Em All changed the metal world. And that's something we should talk about. Absolutely. You know, things like that. We both love David Bowie. Yeah. And um, his impact on all of society is greater than any other musician of all time. Nobody will ever achieve what he's achieved as far as an impact on society. He impacted sex. He impacted drugs. He impacted fashion. He impacted makeup. He impacted film. theater, film. Yeah. Oh, all of it. Music, every aspect of pop culture life, David Bowie had a major impact on, and there's nobody. Say it, brother. There's nobody who will ever have an impact like that. I mean, you have bands like Budgie, like Thin Lizzy, like Triumph, like Tesla, who are underknown, misclassified. A lot of that, like the Black Crows when they first came out. Absolutely. Know? We we got worked at Metal Radio to, by the label for the, on the Black Crows. Whoa, because nobody was playing with. They rock didn't know radio, where to classify. Rock them. radio at that time was softer than that. You yeah, know? we'll talk about that too. The changing tides there in the 80s and um, and the effect. And a lot of it happened in Philadelphia, so yeah. we were there to witness yeah. it. Grunge, if you want to call it that, I never did. I always call it the, the West Coast sound because yeah. it extended to California. But Seattle is the the, yeah. the, the epicenter of that 90s explosion. And we'll oh, yeah. tell stories about that. Talk about those uh, major events and the tours, both uh, present and past. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing, we could, we could spend a whole podcast just talking about the Rolling Stones tours, the historic Rolling Stones oh, tours, okay. things like that. The Beatles, we could talk about multiple episodes because of their sure. impact. You mentioned Family Trees. The other thing is some of the bands, like the Beatles are one of them, because of the way that they advanced and people that they played with after they went solo and because of the Apple recordings, the people that they signed and released, it put us in a situation where that one extended wide and deep. So, mm-hmm. Which one of the uh, darkest kitties is this here? This is Ladybird. Ladybird is hanging out with us while yes, we do is. today's podcast. Here. Yes, she is. She wants to know what's going on. A good friend of mine's mother was at the uh, JFK concert, the Beatles' very first one in Washington, wow. D.C. It was like 20-something minutes, or RFK, yeah, whatever yeah. the stadium was, but it was like 20-something minutes long and it was so loud you could barely hear the Beatles because the girls were screaming so loud and the kids there were just so loud. That reminds me of my Sean Cassidy experience in 76. Well, I've got an idea I want to discuss with you on our next episode about the Beatles, so maybe okay. we can dip into the Beatles there. We're not going to do this in a linear fashion. No way. Rock and roll started... There's a debate about that that's gone on as long ever since the 50s and 60s. There's been mm. a debate about where it really came from and all these things. And we're going to dig into some of that early history, of course. But we don't want to do it in a linear fashion. Uh, there's all kinds of branches on those trees that we're talking about that need to be discussed. The story itself is imperfect and slightly imbalanced. And, Extremely imbalanced. And, and we talked about what we should call this podcast. We knew it was going to be about rock and roll. And we know a little bit about history. And we've experienced a lot. So we figured we'd call it something that would be show that it's, it's out of order, chaotic, kind of helter-skelter, if you it will. Is. A little 5150. <laughs> and uh, like us, it's the imbalanced history of rock and roll here. And thank you so much for tuning in. It is um, a lot. There's a lot to do. And there we're just is. getting started, my friend. 
Yes, please email us if there's a subject you want to know about or if there's a subject you want to discuss, if there's anything that you want to talk about. Imbalanced History at Gmail. We're also on Facebook, Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. I'm psyched to really delve into this because there's so many areas we get to discuss. We get to discuss eventually the birth of Southern Rock. I mean, those little things, Dwayne Allman and his impact on music. There's also the influence of early things like the blues or early R&B, the effect yeah. that they had on mm. the rock and roll yeah. pioneers. Back to the jazz days when yeah. things, things. there was a long time in the history oh, of yeah. the evolving history of rock and roll in this country where things weren't so pigeonholed or classified. Absolutely. You know, it's not stuck in a, in a box. Yeah. And the great artists always tend to break out of those boxes. Yeah. So let's go find some boxes, break them open, and see what we can find inside. I think there's some pretty exciting things ahead in these open boxes. Again, we ask you to follow us on Facebook. It's the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. I'm the Doc. I'm Marcus. We are together here on the podcast. Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. See you next time. Yeah. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.